0: and join us now as we explore God's holy word.
1: Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to the cafe. Good to have you here today, at KJV Cafe. We are looking at a great truth in God's word, uh, and that's from 1 Chronicles sixteen eight. How to praise God? David, King David's instructions for praise. And this is. The third part in a multi-part series on this topic, it's too big for one episode. It's too big for two or three episodes. Praising God should be done in an orderly way. You know, God is a God of great order. Uh, God is very uh, disciplined and, and precise in what he does. And he calls us to be obedient to his plan and to be disciplined and precise and obedient in what he wants us to do. And that includes praising Him. And so I want you to start thinking about that here today. What does it mean to be obedient to God and to praise Him as He wants to be praised instead of praising Him in a way that you think is appropriate or is popular in culture today? You know, there is a very big difference between those two things. Amen? And when we try to do it our own way, it never works. We have to bring God an appropriate offering. Think of Cain and Abel. we got to bring God an appropriate offering, and that offering is to live as God called us to live and praise Him in giving thanks and calling upon His name and in telling others about Him, and we'll be so blessed for it. Blessings that are hard to quantify, hard to even count, like gratitude. Gratitude leads to discovering God's mercy in your life. I've heard it said that gratitude and fear cannot coexist. If we are so grateful for God, we won't fear for our life, right? When we understand his sovereignty and his power, as we go to him and giving thanks, as David instructs us to do, King David, I should say, well, what happens? Well, we then become grateful to God and thankful to God. And what was a burden now becomes an opportunity, right? Things that we looked at and murmured about, now we thank God for because we know that he put them there and there's a good reason for it. There's no better relationship to work on than the one of you and God. And many people, if they're told you need to get close to God, cause you're all messed up, right? That's not, may not work. Well, obvious reasons may not work, but when you say, okay, to praise God, you got to be close to him. Then that's like, okay, well, I want to be close to him cause I want to give him praise, right? It's a nicer way to look at it, but there's no more, more important relationship we need to work on than the one between ourselves and God, amen? And that comes by calling upon the name of the Lord frequently and often. And also too, you'll understand better uh, as you praise God how important God is in your life and your purpose for what he wants you to do. And finally, you'll help win souls and backsliders back to Christ as you tell others about what God has done in your life. As you share those things, First Chronicles sixteen eight, give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. As you do that, you will win souls to him. So for no other reason, do it for that. Okay, so here we have David giving instructions on how to praise God. Why is that important? When God delivers us, do we offer him praise? Do we even know how to offer him praise? Are we paying attention when God delivers us? We need to realize that God is fully sovereign and fully in control. The Bible says that all good things come from God. Amen. But do we give him credit for all good things in our lives? Or do we want to give ourselves credit or give a friend credit or give the universe crev- credit or something ridiculous. We need to get back to the book, amen? And David here in 1 Chronicles 16, 8 writes, Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Well, that right there is a wonderful prescription for praise. That right there is great instructions for how to praise God. That right there is given by a man of God for people that love the Lord. Amen. And think of the context in which David uh, was was giving this. David was giving uh, this, this, this psalm of thanksgiving in 1 Chronicles 16, 8. He was giving it as he had just been able to bring the Ark into the Ark of the Covenant, where God resided into the city of David, which is now modern-day Jerusalem. And in the past program, we spoke about the idea of giving thanks, because that's how this uh, psalm starts, give thanks unto the Lord. Uh, I, I want you to think about how often we really do that. As I've mentioned earlier, is it all the time? First Thessalonians 5.18 tells us, in everything to give thanks and we want to do the will of Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5:18 says it's the will of Christ Jesus concerning you. And David gave thanks for God's presence in his life for the victory over his enemies. Entering into the chosen land is the superpower. These are all things worthy of giving thanks to God for. And then we look at our lives. Are we giving God thanks when we uh, overcome an enemy in our life? Maybe it's um, an issue at work or school. Uh, Maybe it's something uh, with family. Maybe it's even a virus and we're sick or something and we get better. Are we giving God the proper glory? Uh, We used to do prayer requests in our church alone And every once in a while, there'll be a praise report. Now I've started to add praise report to our bulletin, and we're starting to do praise reports and prayer requests to get our people focused in on this idea of praising God, not just praying to God and making our requests known unto him, though he wants that, right? But also to giving him praise, giving him thanksgiving, because those things go hand in hand. I mentioned uh, in the previous episode about Philippians 4, 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So again, prayer and supplication goes right along with thanksgiving. We are to give thanks in all things for what God's done in our life. And that means spending time praising his good works, praising him throughout the day, finishing your day in prayer, thanking him for what he's done. And if you don't know how how to do that necessarily you always can just simply recollect and you just sit there and say okay i'm going to walk through what happened today and amazingly how much of it you will see god's hands and well lord you blessed here and lord i wasn't planning this but you really lined this up here and oh god how you really sent this saint of god over to comfort me here And, oh, Lord, even though I had this obstacle here, you got me through it. Do you see how that just shapes our minds and puts our minds on the true one holy God and how David would do that and how David did that throughout writing the Psalms and uh, all his his adult life? He's turning to God even when he sins. He turns to God in repentance um, beautifully. And part of the beauty in what David was doing is pointing out what God had done for him and his chosen people. And do we do that? And I think by taking time to look at just honestly, are we people of praise? Are we people of thanksgiving? Or are we just out in the world? Look at the modern church, look at the most modern church you can think of, right? How often are they able to articulate proper praise to God if they don't know God's word? And I'm not saying that the modern church doesn't as a whole, but many modern churches I've seen, they're real light on the scriptures. If there's any scripture included at all, it's just one to match up with a message that's aimed at entertainment or for the preacher or whatever it may be. Again, I'm not criticizing all modern churches. I was saved in a large church. Uh, We just finished our foster care training in a beautiful large church. And both those churches offer a modern service, but they also happen to be heavily involved in the scriptures. But there are many uh, modern churches that just don't teach the Word. And so if they're not teaching the Word, how can people know how to properly praise God when that's in the Word? And our text verse here, 1 Chronicles 16, 8, give thanks unto the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the people. That is crystal clear instructions for praise. And giving thanks unto the Lord, again, if you listen to the previous episode, we'll get it online eventually, uh, you can hear a lot more details about giving thanks and all the ways that we give thanks and, and, and all the ways that David gave thanks. Uh, for time's sake, we're going into the second part of this instruction, which is call upon his name, call upon his name. Well, how do you do that? I mean, to truly praise God, we must be in fellowship with God. We have to have communion with him, right? Praising God equals fellowship with God, or or better yet, if you don't have fellowship with God, you can't properly praise him. Now, you may think otherwise, but think about this. I mean, give this some thought, okay? Can you imagine someone praising you that you've never met? How inauthentic would that feel? How awkward would that be? I mean, if someone you've never met, and they don't know anybody that you know, right? They come up to you, and they tell you, You are just the smartest person I've ever met. You are so smart and so kind. And you might wonder, well, what's the basis for your opinion? I mean, you're just trying to flatter me. I mean, I don't know you, you, you know, I haven't done any math problems in front of you, you know, I haven't helped anyone that, you know, and you know, how can I be kind and smart in your eyes? You see, is that not how God feels when people don't know him and don't fellowship with him? And yet they want to offer him some kind of awkward praise, maybe again at a service on a Sunday, or maybe just randomly trying to maybe gain favor or something. I mean, is that not how the Lord feels? In order to call upon his name, we have to be motivated to do so. The Bible says the natural man is at enmity or warfare with God, that no one wants to turn to God. So, we have to be in his word. We have to be saved and born again by accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior by his finished work on the cross, realizing that it's his blood that saves us, amen, from a de- uh, destiny of hell and brings us to heaven only by what he did on the cross, realizing that our sin debt had to be paid by him because we couldn't do it on our own. We get to that point, we accept Christ, we get the Holy Spirit living within us, then we get in the word. It's discipline. I've been running lately, amen, very slowly, <laughs> very slowly, but I've been running, and that takes discipline. The body doesn't want to do it, amen. You eat dinner, what do you want to do? You want to hop on the couch and and watch a football game if you're me, okay? But hey, it takes discipline. So you know what? That's good for the body. Let me go run. You know, the Bible talks about this. You know, if, if that's temporal and everything, and that's good for the body, how much more so is turning to God and seeking the spirit good for the soul and good for the, good for eternity. Amen. Good for your, good for your eternal being seeking God. And we use that same kind of discipline. You know, you say, well, I'm very busy, brother Clark, especially in the mornings. I got a lot going on. I do too. And so you have to say what comes first, Lord, I'll always put you first and let those consequences fall where they be. And that means that, You know, if you have to get up early and you're more tired through the day or if you have to set an appointment for later on or whatever it is, use that discipline. As you use it, as you get into the word, you are going to be calling on the name of God. And what does that mean? That means having that close relationship with God. You know, he's not going to force himself upon you. He's not going to force himself on you. He's not going to make you praise him. He has given us free will, and with our free will, we have to have enough sense about us to say we will praise him. God sees us execute our free will every single day. He sees us choose the restaurant we'd like to go to. He sees us choose uh, the show we'd like to watch on TV or online or whatever it is. He sees us choose what app we'll download or who we may want to spend time with at work or at home. He knows we have free will, and we have to spend our time calling upon Him. That wraps it up for uh, for today. Tune in tomorrow uh, for the next part in this series on David's instructions for praising God. I thank you so much for listening. Take care. God bless. We'll see you next time. Amen.